Hi there, this is Harry and welcome to my podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language so that you can communicate better with your friends, your family, your colleagues, either in direct conversational English or business English, whatever it may be. So what are we going to look at today? Well, we're going to look at some idioms and in particular idioms connected with movement. As always, I'll give you my contact details at the end of the podcast and if there's anybody you think might enjoy it well why don't you invite them along I'll give you the details as I said and you'll be able to contact me that way so without delaying you any further let's get into this so we're going to talk about idioms and today as I said it's idioms connected with movement okay so I'll go through them and I'll list them out for you and then we'll go through them individually and give you some examples so here they are Idioms to do with movement. A stone's throw either away or a stone's throw from. You can use either preposition. As the crow flies. Follow your nose. In the middle of nowhere. Lose your bearings. Make a beeline for something or somebody. Off the beaten track. Stop dead in your tracks. Take a shortcut to and take the scenic route. Okay, so let's go through them one by one. So, start with the first one, a stone's throw. And as I said, you can have it as a stone's throw away or a stone's throw from. Generally, what it means is you are very close to something. Okay, so in terms of position or location. So, you know, if somebody's asking you, where's your new apartment? Ah, it's only a stone's throw from the motorway. You take the first or the second or the third exit, and then you just go down and you'll see the direction to my estate, Idiot's Avenue. Okay, so it's a stone's throw away from the motorway. Or it's a stone's throw from the shopping center, which suits my wife uh, because she can walk. And she can go there and shop every day if she wishes. So when something is a stone's throw away or from something, we mean very close to. Okay, so literally a stone's throw is how you could pick up a stone and throw it. So if it's a small stone, you can throw it quite far. But usually a stone, you can't throw it so far. So it does mean generally that something is very close, very close to. Okay, second, as the crow flies. Now, what this means as the crow flies, when you look at a crow, it means in a straight line. They don't always fly in straight lines, of course, but as the crow flies generally means in a straight line. So if you were asking me for directions or how long is it from point A to point B, I might say to you, well, as the crow flies, it's about one kilometer. So if you take a straight line from here to the shopping center and you measured the distance, then it would be one kilometer. Of course, you can't go in a straight line because you have to go out of the development, onto the motorway, around the shopping center, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to take you about three kilometers to travel the one kilometer. But as the crow flies means if you could get there directly from A to B. So we use this to describe, again, how close we are to something or how far we are away from something. You know, where's the football stadium? Well, 
as the crow flies and if you look down there you can just see the top of the football stadium so as the crow flies it's about two or three kilometers but it usually takes me 40 minutes because we have to go through the city we have to go over the bridge you've got all those traffic lights uh, so it takes a little bit longer but as the crow flies it's uh, only about three kilometers next follow your nose so to follow your nose means to get a sense of direction usually when we say follow your nose it means you'll get a general idea of where you're going by looking around you look at the, the buildings and you'll, you'll get a, an understanding that you're heading perhaps for the city center so if, if you have some guests staying with you and they ask you how do we get to the city center well just go down the end of the street here turn right and then follow your nose meaning you'll see signs as the the streets become a little more busier become busier the shops become more obvious and there is less residential area then you're beginning to come into the city center so just follow your nose so if you wanted to give somebody some actual directions you could tell them just go straight down this street without turning you know when you get to the bottom of the street you can see generally where the flow of the traffic is so just go in that direction and you'll you'll be generally in that particular area okay or if somebody says to you well how did you get on yesterday did you go for your your hike and uh, you say yes he said but you you didn't take your mobile phone or you didn't take a compass ah i just followed my nose so i generally went in the direction that i thought was pretty safe or judging by the terrain judging by the way the road was rising i felt that it was going to lead me to the top of the hill and sure enough it did so i just followed my nose okay now literally when people follow the nose they usually do it by scent because the nose is how we smell something so we sniff and we smell something so a dog who is a sniffer dog as they call them to they follow their nose they follow a scent to lead them to somebody who's lost or to sniff out uh, contraband tobacco in the airport or not narcotic drugs whatever it happens to be but when we say follow your nose it generally means just go in the direction that you think is reasonable because you're probably going to be fairly accurate and then when you get to the bottom of the street you'll probably see a signpost anyway and that will give you a lead or an indication as to where you should be going so follow your nose next in the middle of nowhere well metaphorically we can all be in the middle of nowhere at times when we are completely lost lost in our work lost in our thoughts lost in paperwork whatever it might be but when we say in the middle of nowhere in terms of location it usually means that we are a long way from civilization or we're a long way from any town or city or we're a long way from the for example the shopping center oh we moved uh, out of town uh, my wife wanted a, a garden or i wanted a garden and we've moved quite uh, a long distance out literally we are in the middle of nowhere there are no other houses around us only very very few there's one road in one road out there are no shops it's really quiet and it's very peaceful at the weekend but quite literally it's in the middle of nowhere 
okay or if you take the wrong direction and you're driving and you go on for several kilometers and you realize that you are lost so you stop the car you phone friend or a colleague and they ask you where are you and you say well i don't know i took a wrong turning there was a diversion sign and i think i got it wrong because i'm i'm in the middle of nowhere i'm not actually sure where i am and i'm i'm not sure i can get a position on my mobile phone so being in the middle of nowhere can be fun if you don't mind being lost but um, if you're trying to get to a meeting or trying to find somebody then being in the middle of nowhere can be a little bit problematic okay so we can move in the middle of nowhere we can have our holiday and when we find the hotel you know the description of the hotel in the brochure or on the in internet said short distance from the beach uh, uh, wonderful views of the sea a short taxi ride to the center of the city and when you actually get to the hotel it's actually miles away if you stand on your tippy toes on the roof of the hotel you might be able to see the sea you certainly can't see it from your balcony um, it's a, a long long distance to the beach there's a, a motorway in between and the city center is nowhere to be seen so he said well this was a great choice i think we've ended up in the middle of nowhere next to lose your bearings well when we lose something it means we can't find it the car keys are the classic things or the wallet or the mobile phone we put it down somewhere and we don't know where we've left it so we can lose those items when you lose your bearings it usually means that you have become confused about exactly where you are and where everything is relative to to your position so if you're walking in the countryside you're you take a few turnings and when you look around everything looks the same uh, hills trees rocks fields and you're not quite sure which direction you came from you backtrack a little bit meaning you follow your path that you came up which you thought you came up and when you look around all the trees look the same so you've lost your bearings slightly so you're a little bit confused so what do you do in those situations well what might be a good idea is to try and get to a little bit of higher ground where you can look down on where you came from and that might give you an indication as to where you should be going or where you came from okay so you can give this idiom or use this idiom when you're giving somebody a warning well when you go on your your hikes make sure you don't lose your bearings meaning keep an eye open for something unusual a signpost a broken gate post uh, a dead tree so when you retrace your steps later on you'll see these and you'll know that you're on the right path on on the right way back so be careful not to lose your bearings you could use, lose your bearings generally if somebody interrupts you when you are reading a document and uh, they keep you talking for a few minutes and then when you get back to uh, reading the document you can't remember where you left off so you have to open it again and try and find out where you left off so you could lose your bearings in, in that way. If you're a sailor, which I'm not, and you're in the open sea, well, very, very easy to lose your bearings if you have no idea where the land is. So if you go out in the water, sometimes best to keep your line of vision between the coast 
and a, and a, some point on the coast that you can spot easily enough so you don't lose your bearings and get completely lost. Okay, next, to make a beeline for somebody or something. So a beeline is bzzz, the line that a bee makes. So bees fly boom, straight and they're very quick and very fast. So when we talk about making a beeline or to make a beeline for something, it means to go towards someone or something in the quickest way or the fastest way possible or the most direct way. Okay, so somebody comes into a reception of a um, a party or some presentation and they make a beeline for the snacks and coffee and tea area because they're, they haven't had their lunch and they're really dying for a bite to eat or a cup of coffee. So they make a beeline for the snack area or um, they've been driving for a long way and they've they've been in a bit of a rush when they get into the conference hall they make a beeline for the toilets because they're in need of a pee yeah okay so they, they head straight in so excuse me boom and off they go and they get go on to the to the loo or to the the the, the toilets so to make a beeline for somewhere or when you make a beeline for someone so uh, you get to the wedding reception or the party and you're looking around for somebody you recognize or somebody you know and you see a friend in the corner and you make a beeline for him or her because there's somebody there that you can talk to because you look around the room and it's a sea of unfriendly faces, people that you have never met before. Okay, so to make a beeline for someone or something, to go in the quickest way possible or the most di direct way you can possibly think of. Okay, next, off the beaten track. Well, this is a great way to spend holidays. If you're fed up with the uh, hotels surrounded by other hotels, surrounded by other hotels and crowded beaches uh, where you have no room to, to move, well, then perhaps your next holiday is going to be one that is off the beaten track. The beaten track is the, the track or the pathway most popular with everybody else. So literally it means everybody has walked that way and not, no grass is growing underfoot because so many people have walked it. Yeah. So if your uh, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend says, why don't we do something different this year? Why don't we go to somewhere off the beaten track, somewhere a little bit remote? So you look up destinations that are remote and perhaps it's one of these eco-type holidays where the accommodation is a little bit more rustic or a little bit more basic, but you're definitely not going to be surrounded by people. You're definitely not going to have massive swimming pools and you're definitely not going to have barbecues on the beach. So it's a little bit off the beaten track but it's close to nature you it's very peaceful you wake up to the sound of uh, birds or animals or whatever it might be so you enjoy your venture your adventure your journey away from populated areas or areas that have been made popular or have become popular with tourists so to be off the beaten track Next has a, a, another connection with tracks, but slightly different. Stop dead in your tracks. Okay, so when you stop dead in your tracks, it means you stop very suddenly, either because you're surprised or because something happened very quickly. Somebody ran out in front of you, some car pulled up in front of you, or you were stopped dead in your tracks by somebody 
calling your name and it was a voice familiar to you but you hadn't heard the voice for many many years so you're stopped dead in your tracks literally you came to a, a sudden stop okay so that sudden stop is generally a surprise and usually it's not a good surprise in my experience it's usually uh, something you didn't the voice you didn't like to hear the sound you didn't like to hear uh, you stopped dead in your tracks when you know you heard the sound of a particular animal and uh, you know it's not a friendly cat or dog so that might stop you dead in your tracks okay so lots of ways in which you come to a sudden stop you from fear you just don't want to go any further and when it says stop dead in your tracks means whatever route you're taking boom, you stop very very quickly and very very suddenly and that cold chill runs up and down your spine Okay, next, to take a shortcut to something, okay? Well, a shortcut is to go somewhere other than the normal way or the longest way around. So when you take a shortcut, it means you want to save time. So you're usually going to follow a path that is quicker and shorter than usual and hopefully will get you there in very quick time. Often, in my experience, when you take a shortcut, it turns out to be much longer because you, when you get to the end or the middle of the shortcut, you find that the traffic has backed up or there's been an accident and you say, oh, I should have gone the, the way I normally go. This shortcut actually is going to take me twice as long. Okay, So we can take a shortcut literally and physically when we're driving the car or when we're cycling or when we're walking. Often it's easier when you're walking or cycling because you can go down a lane or you can go up or down a one-way street or walk up or down a one-way street much more easily than you can if you have your car with you. So you're able to take a, a shortcut down through a lane, an alleyway, and you get to where you want to go quite quickly. We can also take a shortcut when we're reading a document. You know, if the document is very, very lengthy and we really haven't time or the energy or the inspiration to read the whole lot, well, perhaps we will try and find a summary of the document. We can read that and that will give us a, a pretty accurate uh, account of what's in the document. So that can be a shortcut. But generally in life, there are usually no shortcuts to success. Yeah, that's a, an expression you'll hear a lot. There's no shortcut to success. You have to go through the different steps. You get yourself qualified. You get your job. You work through the company. You prove yourself. You get promoted. And then you get uh, the job of your dreams. Rarely do we get the opportunity to take a shortcut unless somebody really, really likes us or we know somebody in the company and a little bit of nepotism, some friendly family will interject and you will get the job of your dreams that way. But for most of us, shortcuts in that way don't really exist. Okay, and then the last one, take the scenic route. Well, when you take the scenic route, it means that you probably thought it was going to be quicker, but turns out not to be and therefore it's a longer path or route than you had thought but it could be quite attractive so scenic as in nice scenery or nice to look at so you took the the scenic route uh, and it uh, was more attractive but a lot longer so you'll always see it on tourist destinations if you're driving around you'll get the sign for the motorway which will take you from 
town A to city B or city A to town B in the in the quickest time or there'll be a signpost will say scenic route yeah and the scenic route will be a a less important road a narrower road but it'll probably take you through the forest around the mountain or along the cliff and you'll get the most beautiful views that way but it's certainly going to take you a longer time okay often when people say oh did you take the scenic route they are being a little sarcastic because uh, you had a meeting set up for 10 o'clock and you get there at 10.45 and you say, oh, look, I'm really, really sorry. And they say, what happened? Did you take the scenic route? No, no, there was a traffic accident on the main road and the traffic was blocked in both directions. Uh, I couldn't get a signal, so I couldn't call you to let you know I was late. I'm really sorry. Yeah. So to take the scenic route literally means to enjoy the view, to enjoy the, the road. But if somebody's being a little sarcastic, it generally means that you were supposed to be there much sooner, much quicker, but it's taking you a long time and people were getting a little bit annoyed or anxious waiting for you. Yeah. So they may say, have you taken the scenic route or make sure you get here as quickly as possible. Don't take the scenic route. Okay, so there's our idioms of um, movement, okay? Let me give them to you one more time. A stone's throw away or a stone's throw from something. As the crow flies. Follow your nose. In the middle of nowhere. Lose your bearings. Make a beeline for something. Bzz, make a beeline for something. To be off the beaten track. So something out of the way. Stop dead in your tracks. Yeah, Take a shortcut to something or from something and take the scenic route. And you can either use that, as I said, literally take the scenic route or somebody could be a little bit sarcastic. Okay, so there's our idioms and I hope you've enjoyed them. And as always, thank you for listening. And if uh, you want to contact me, well, then, of course, you can do so on W www.englishlessonviaskype.com Very happy to hear from you and very happy to include any of your suggestions. If you want lessons on a one-to-one -one basis and you think we can help you, well, why not contact us? We can help you to prepare for job interviews for jobs with international companies. We can help you to prepare presentations and we can help you to prepare PowerPoint issues, whatever it might be, wherever you're having problems, or maybe it's just simple conversation English. You want to improve that English for holidays when they come around again for the people that you're going to meet. So it won't always be me, unfortunately, that will give you the lessons. I just don't have the time to do it for everybody as much as I would like to, but I've got six teachers working with me, all very professional, all really, really good, and can cover different angles of English. So if you need me, you know where I am. Okay, thanks for listening. As always, join me again soon.